technical difficulties. Hello. Hello. Okay. It's me. Is it me you're looking for? Testing one, two, three. All right, Jess, go ahead. Spike Kendra, you're looking like the whole producer. Looking oh like a whole, bro. You I are. The hostess for the most thing. I'm a whole producer. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, Welcome back to another episode of It Is That Deep Though. <laughs> My name is Yesenia. My name is Annalie. My name's Jessica. I'm just like, I don't know if I should speak or let them do the whole no, intro. Girl, it's go just, <laughs> I wish we had a new girl intro. I wish my editing skills were. That'd be really cool. Wouldn't it be nice? And then Who's we could. that talk. girl? It's Jess. It's Jess. <laughs> so that is who this girl is. That it's is Jess. This girl is Jess. Yes. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. Where are you from? Where are you visiting us from? Yeah. <laughs> she came all the way. ¿De dónde nos visita, hermana? <laughs> Yo vengo de Gainesville. <laughs> Gainesville? 30 Ge minutes away. Georgia. Actually, Georgia. my house was about 30 minutes away. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But I don't know how far Gainesville is. No, you know what? It, it's about 26 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I was like, me with going to Meadowlark. <laughs> Dude, Meadowlark is so cute. I went to the square the other day, um, and I was going to get coffee with someone, and I'm like, let's go there. Um, you know, I have a friend who keeps mentioning it. And she's like, it's closed. I'm like, I completely <gasps> forgot that they closed that early. Let the Bro, close they close at four. It is so ridiculous. I don't know where y'all. It was I've like around six o'clock. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, it'd be so good to go get coffee. She's like, oh, it's a coffee it's place. Clo it's closed. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> basically <laughs> specialty coffee. And like me and Jess, you know, we know where. Yeah, y'all know where the we good know coffee, coffee is. Yes. I just tag snobs. along. I don't really remember the names of the places sometimes. <laughs> right. So like, you say it's good, I believe. If you said it, I believe it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going like, say, put my teeth on the mic. See, that you sang that, that song of Maverick City. I'm like, if you said it. We believe yeah. it. Which one is that? I, I think it's the same one. Too. I think it's the really? same one uh, towards the end. No. Oh. I am who you say I am. Oh, okay. so who you look at who is, Which one is that one? Man, they all rolling in my head, but sing, that one. <laughs> sing it a little more. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, not me sitting here with two worship leaders. <laughs> you guys, the voices of an Annalise. Stop it right Has now. the voice of an angel, too. She's a liar. We're all made to be worshipers, so. Ooh, yeah, no. I'm Seriously. Oh, wow. Amen. Bring hey. in the word like that. Bring in the word. But she yeah, really I, I wonder what this is about. Wow. <laughs> Jess is an amazing <laughs> worship leader as well. Like, just the way God uses her and how beautiful her voice is. It's, Bro. it's amazing. I love <laughs> when I, I love when she's worshiping and she's leading worship and I'm just like, yes, God, thank you for using her. Dude, like your voice yeah. is angelic, but it like it's like enveloping. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you sounded poetic there. Enveloping. Dang. Yes. But it, it but it is. I remember I, I heard you was for a camp rehearsal, I think it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I heard you like like a little bit, but then I heard you more at camp, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I was like, it's just so like peaceful. Where you just want to sit. Oh, and praise God. And just listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, praise God. Um, well, guys, if you haven't guessed it already, um, this episode <laughs> is about worship. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I feel like this is the one that I always framed me, like obviously, baby Christian, baby faith. Um, 
I always thought worship was just music. And I think that's something, you know, that we're going to speak about. And you guys are worship leaders. And that has to do with, you know, starting the music first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I wanted to start this off with a question and saying, like, what was the first worship song that you guys remember singing in church? Yeah. <sighs> so um, give me a second. Because... <laughs> <laughs> It, for me, it was Spanish. So I grew up in a Spanish yeah. um, church. Mm. And so all of the songs we would sing were in Spanish. And people look back and they're like, oh, it's an oldie. But I'm just like, it's, it's just a song. It's a classic. But I, so the way I you know, started singing, there's a whole testimony behind that. But I had prayed. I was six years old, and I'm like, Lord, I really want to sing. You know, and if you give me the talent to sing, I'm only going to sing for your glory. Aww. So um, I remember, I'm just going to share it with y'all. Yeah. Um, so I was riding the bus home um, from school. I th- no, I was in first grade, so I think I was a little older, seven, eight, around that. Um, and I remember sitting in the bus, and I had already prayed. I talked to my parents. I'm like, look, I really want to sing. My dad's like, look, first you need to find your voice. And he was a keys player, so it's mm-hmm. like, your voice right now, it's cracking. It's not matching pitch. It's just, like, really bad. <laughs> so I don't even believe that. Cool. Like, you have such an amazing oh, voice. Girl, it was bad. There's recordings. It's so funny. There's recordings of, like, my voice just being so bad. And I'm like, Lord, praise God. You things. <laughs> um <clears throat> But I was sitting in the bus, and I'm, like, leaning my head on the window, and I'm just, like, singing a melody, and I'm, like, okay. I'm, like, wow, that actually sounds really good. And so I started, like, whispering it out, um, and I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I can sing. Oh, my gosh, I found my voice. So I go home, and I tell my parents, and they're, like, all right, you know, we're going to slowly start, you know, letting you come to practice and sing with us. And I'm, like, yay. But the first song, I can't remember what it's called, but it was by Jesus Adrian Romero, and it was, like, (gasps) Sería como un pájaro día que se mueve en el cielo. Sería como un siervo que brama por agua en el cielo. Si no fuera por tu gracia y por tu amor. I'm like me. We're just like. I remember singing, mm. and it was just like, si no fuera por tu We sang that. Oh. Like, oh. See, it's all of his. So, of his yeah. Video. So that, that, that's, that's good. Wow, si no fuera por tu gracia. And do you remember when you were like, I found my voice or whatever, was it something the same? There was like a realization like, wow, like if it wasn't for your grace, Lord, like even I wouldn't have found my voice yeah. right now. I was really young, but I did realize like, man, there's no way that could have been me. Wow. Like, cause it was on, it felt honestly like a change from, from day to night or night to day, like in one, like it was just so quick. Yeah. But it was just like, how did this happen? Did there you feel no like explanation? Did you just want to sing or did you feel like something in you? You were like, I Respond. need, I need. Yeah, I guess responded. I think it all started first with like me wanting to sing. I'm like, my dad was a keys players. My uncle was a drummer. My other uncle was a singer. So it was just oh. like, you know, first wanted to be part of the band. Um, and then, you know, it's, uh, I wasn't able to sing. And I'm just like, you know, I want to be able to sing. And I'm like, okay, Lord. If I were to sing, it would only be for your glory. I would only sing for you. And, mm. like, my voice. Like, I was ready to dedicate my voice. I just wanted to be able to sing. Mm. Like, I wanted to be able to, I don't know, sing along with them and join yeah. them in their worship. Uh, and it just so happened. I, it, there's more into the story. Um, but something happened that day, and I helped someone out. And the teacher, I think I found my voice in a treasure <laughs> box. Oh, yes. In a 
treasure box? I remember. Wait, no, 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 no. I need to hear this whole testimony. That's what we're starting with. It is that deep though. Yeah, you gotta tell her. Okay, I had talked to my parents. I was praying, you know, asking, and um, I went to school. Remind you, I'm like in first grade. Um, and I'm walking around and I see some guy push a girl in her books. Like she was carrying books in her hand and I see this guy like push her and she drops him and I'm like, okay, you know, that was really rude. So I help her pick her up and I'm like, Hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah, thank you so much for helping me. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, sure. No problem. The teacher saw that and, um, she's like, Hey, you know, thank you for helping her out. Um, and the teacher's like classroom theme was pirates. <laughs> so she had a treasure box. And she was like, you can go ahead and pick something from the treasure box. And I remember going and I'm like, I don't want anything from here. I think I ended up taking like a tiny eraser. Yeah. But it's just like I opened it and she had candy and like really good goodies <laughs> that a first, like a first grader would like. But I'm like, no, you know what? I'll just take the eraser. So I took the eraser. And it was that same day where I was able to like to sing. So it's just like, I oh. think I... And I don't know if it's just like me and my innocence at the time, but I like, I honestly think that I found my voice in that treasure box from helping someone else. Wow. (laughs) Look at how detailed God is in the beginning, because you say you're like, maybe while I was too young or something like that, but how does God want to come to him, right? Ask God for that at such a young age, like, I, I, maybe because I didn't grow up in church like that, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be ev- I wasn't <laughs> thinking that <laughs> I think it also goes to show too like how he was framed to you right mm-hmm. because I was just like okay God in the sky or whatever like this like I wasn't necessarily it wasn't relational for me yeah. and for you at such a young age to have understood like this is a close God that yeah. you would be able to recognize like when it was him moving yeah. and I did I well I grew up in the church so mm-hmm. seeing constant like role models of how you should worship and what we should do and at first I'm not gonna lie I'm like I think up till I was 13 14 it was all religion like I would do it and I know there was a God and he still like showed himself and did miracles but it wasn't until I was 13 that I actually had a, a relationship with him and uh, I'm like okay you know yeah we're doing this we're doing <laughs> so it can I ask you something yeah. so like because you say that it was more religion it was just because you knew that that was the right thing to do yeah I knew it was the right thing to do growing up with my parents you know constantly let's pray for our meals you know okay Saturday mornings let's get up and pray so it was just like I was doing this Honestly, out of obedience to my parents, um, like I said, I knew there was a God, but it wasn't like so much that I was seeking him. Mm. I was just doing mm-hmm. what they were telling me to oh. do. Mm. Um, and I think just what was it that, that sparked it? Like, what was it that you remember that was like, yeah. wait, I want a relationship? It was um, in youth group. So, <laughs> boys, <laughs> <laughs> I was a 13 year old and I had gotten my heart broken. And so it was that moment. I struggled a lot. A lot. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to go deep? Girl, it is that deep, deep though. though. <laughs> if you don't like so, it, click off. <laughs> Please stay. So stay. I, um, Testimony. <laughs> um, I did struggle with self-harm afterwards. And it wasn't until afterwards I'm like, you know, the Lord loves me so much. And my mm. mom actually came in. Um, and she's just like, girl, what you're doing is so wrong. Mm. And so oh. a, a mother seeing her daughter struggle with that was heartbreaking for her. Mm. And um, but it was that moment where I'm just like, you're right. He does love me. He created me. Amen. And I'm over here just thinking that I'm not worthy. Mm. And it wasn't until mm. then that I'm like, your word says I am worthy, Oof. that I am loved. <sighs> and up to this day, sometimes <laughs> I still struggle with that. You are so loved. Yeah. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, mm-hmm. At that time, I was 13. Yeah. I was 13. 
Wow. I, I that's like for you to even remember that at like 13 because again my experience was different so like I didn't grow up in church so yeah. that's so beautiful that you like you had word you had scripture in your mind but it's crazy that brokenness is what brought you to yeah. that mm-hmm. and because yeah, it it's like you grow up in the church and people think oh you grow up in the church you know you you have no struggles but in reality I'm like we're all human we all <coughs> have struggles and it might not seem big like a drug addiction or, you know, something else that people relate to, you know, but it's just like that was my It's struggle. just as real. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember going into a youth service and already have like knowing that, you know, my mom praying over me. Um, I went into a youth service and they're like, look, there's some of y'all that really need to repent of your sins. Hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> that's me. Who <laughs> go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, he's like, where you're at, you know, just kneel and, you know, just cry out to the Lord. And, you know, it's a youth service. Not everyone wants to. And I'm just like, Lord, you're calling. Lord? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, you're calling me. So I'm like, I get on my knees and I'm just like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I'm just like, bawling out and everyone's like done and i'm just like still there and i'm like okay i am sorry hmm. and that's when i decided okay 180 mm-hmm. and oh, then we just beautiful we just go forward and it's it's funny because that you fell on the floor and worship him yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. yeah um from a young age i was always mature so i got baptized when i was 10 um wow so i knew the commitment i was getting into so knowing what i did kind of like just made me realize like wow you said I said that he was my Lord. Mm. I went through this forgetting that I was worthy and I was his. Mm. And it's like, okay, now I need to repent and just, yeah. you know, continue my walk. Yeah. And so, wow. That's a little bit of my <laughs> testimony. That's just, <laughs> that's so beautiful. Like, wow. So beautiful. Wow. wow. I was like, the verse that came to mind to me, even though it's like later on, but um, what you said, you're like, I kind of just did religion for a bit mm-hmm. and I kind of like, <coughs> you know, worshiped or whatever it is, but pero sin saber. and in Isaiah 29, 13, it says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules. They have been taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like to pensar que it's like, we can get so caught up in the motions of like, it just being like what we do. Like, um, in the identity episode, because sim- my friend Samantha, um, mm-hmm. she grew up in church and she kind of was just like, well, that's what you do. You know, mm-hmm. like when I asked her, I was like, well, why did you get baptized or why this? Because for me, I didn't grow up in the church. So it was I was just so in the world that yeah. I was like, this ain't it, bro. <laughs> this ain't it. I tried it on my own. <clears throat> you know, I just keep running into walls out here. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. God, I give up. Um, and it was such an obvious moment, but I guess, yeah, like I hadn't realized that like when you do grow up in the church and you're just like, well, this is what I do. And it doesn't, in, in your mind, it doesn't seem like it's, it's religion. It just seems like, okay, like, you know, you this are Lord. Is, yeah, this life. is what we do. This is like, and then I'm just like, wait, but how, how that your relationship started when the brokenness happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's the part where it's like, it all comes down to it like relationship happens when brokenness happens yeah yeah which is so crazy to me but anyway sorry that i yeah. just ran no me. yeah because it does it's like you realize you can't do it on your own yeah. and you try to do it on your own and it's just like something has to change it's i can't at the end of the something day something has to break. yeah oh hey there you yeah. go there you go bring it <laughs> girl when you were saying it's like 
instead of going through the motion, I'm like, instead of going through the motion. I honestly thought I was the only person that would happen to. Like, people are talking and they'll be like, yeah, I'm from foundation. And I'm like, Christ is my birthday. And it's just like, as they're talking, one word just sparks a song in my head. And I'm just like, sorry. Especially you guys, because it's like, you have to learn these songs like for Sunday. And I'm, I like, for me, it happens the vez en cuando, but then sometimes I think of like new girl or like, you know, like some other star or something. Uh, Even like, I think when we've had conversations or whenever we're all together, yeah. we're just always like, oh, this song. Uh, this song, song, yeah. Like someone says 29, I'm like, 29? 29? 29? I was like, I can't wait to turn 29. 29? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, bro. Like, that's, that's funny. Like, and then the other part where it sticks out so much to me is um, where he's like, well, who took her out? It was some white man. A white man? No! <laughs> Typical! <laughs> It's so good. Anyways, guys, I guess let's get back to scripture. <laughs> um, but I did want to start with this opening verse just because it's so beautiful to me. And when I read it, I was trying to pick which verse. Like, I was trying to pick a passage. And this one stuck out to me the most because we're actually, um, we're filming three episodes today, guys. That's why me and Annalise have the same clothes on. This is why we're going to have the same clothes on for Right, right. We are dedicated. But we're doing the holier than thou, like the book. We're reading through it. Jackie Perry. Perry. Love her so much. OG. OG. (laughs) Um, And in her book, she makes a lot of references to like certain passages. And I think this is one of them, but it's Revelations 4, 8 through 11. It says, Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will, they were created and have their being. Yeah. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) By your will, they were created. Yes, and have their being. Your will. Your will. And then Jackie talks about another passage, um, which is not Revelations, but it's Isaiah, and that the holy, 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 like the repetition of like the, mm-hmm. is it the sanctity or something like that? Like the importance of saying holy, 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 like how important mm-hmm. it is. Um, and how Isaiah, that when he, after King Uzziah died, I think it's King Uzziah, um, that he had a vision, he encountered the Lord, and then that he came before the Lord, he saw the seraphim saying holy, holy, holy. And Isaiah was just, Lord, like I'm like fell into repentance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it reminds me to a a little bit of your part where you said like, I just felt like, God, I'm sorry. And like how like there's a repentant heart that that we start with. And so one of the first questions I wanted to start with, um, which comes from another verse, but I'll tell you guys this verse (laughs) after to see if you pick it up, is how does our view, so our perspective factor into our worship? Mm. Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> you that's like a good question she'd be throwing some good questions yeah <laughs> how does our view factor into our perspective how does our view or perspective 
factor into our worship. Into our worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I kind of remember reading a little bit in, in Holier Than Thou too, but it, I think it depends on like what we've gone through in our life. You know, that definitely shifts our perspective. So mm-hmm. say like if, you know, some of us have had trouble with like fatherly love, we'll be more hesitant to opening up to God because we don't understand what mm-hmm. a fatherly love is. Mm-hmm. So I guess that can affect the way we worship. Mm-hmm. Am I answering the question correctly? It's, I want to how you how you. OK, no, I just want to make sure I understood yeah, yeah, yeah. the question. And so like if I have this perspective of, you know, God, like. I've never really experienced a, a, a dad like mm-hmm. I have my dad mm-hmm. he loved me a lot but I'm using it as an example if I never really experienced a, a love like a father then I don't then I would be more hesitant to trust you right right so example if I feel like I'm 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 by myself or like people always leave me I'd be scared that I I could lose you know God or God might not be there but it all comes back to us being filled with scripture and us learning about God. It's just like what me and you have been learning about like reading scripture in, in the sense of trying to understand who God is Mm. instead of just reading what's on the page or reading to understand the story or how do I see, or how do I see me in this? It's more so who is God, right? You know, like how was he, what was he doing? How was he moving in this? What is the God aspect that I can take from this story? And I think that's when we begin that that begins to shift our perspective because then we're just like, you are holy, 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 holy. Mm-hmm. It is Funny, true because you say that and you and I, we keep referencing Job, but look, God is so good and like that we've been doing the Bible thing and just trusting that like God is gonna provide like through us reading Scripture and His Word and. It reminds me how, oh, did I really just lose my train of thought? I really like <laughs> that. <laughs> Get it back, Holy Bold. Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, you were saying in view, uh, oh, Just no. the way that we view God. I mean, in Job. Revelation, how God reveals himself through us. Sometimes we come to God thinking, well, you know, we're going through something, whatever it is. And Job was going through a lot. And you see mm-hmm. him pleading with God and you see him wanting to plead his case before God. And what does God respond with? Who he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in that perspective and like that when we go to scripture or then when, when we are seeking God, when things do get rough, it's like looking for who God is. And the best that how this is to going what we want. To, right. And to how this is going to aid me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and one thing that I've done recently where, you know, sometimes we pray for things. Um, we want um, whether it's healing, whether it's an answer, whether it's a job offer, whether whatever it is, like sometimes we want an answer. But I always say, I'm like, God, I'm like, but like prepare me for your will. Because I know more than anything, like, I need to prepare my heart for, like, what his will is above all. Because I really want to want him Mm -hmm. more than I want what I'm asking for. Yeah. Because just because it doesn't look like the way we expect it to or the way we want it to. Yeah. Doesn't mean that he's not there. Like, God is literally orchestrating everything. He is there no matter what decision we make. If we make the long decision, the decision that's going to make us take longer to get to where we want to be or sometimes if it's a no whatever it is that god has planned it's for our own good who are we to act like we are all knowing he's the creator we are dependent on him he doesn't need us to breathe he doesn't need us to he doesn't need us to worship and he knows how great he is he is the creator Mm. he doesn't depend on us for anything 
we depend on him for everything, Mm. you know? And so it's like, so then when I bring it down to that, I'm like, he's the reason why I have breath. He's the reason why I'm living and breathing, why I have purpose, why I'm here. Then why am I going to question what he's doing? Or why am I going to question what he is allowing to happen? Mm. Because I don't want to accept what I need to grow in. Mm. Because I don't want to accept what it is that I need to work on. Or because I don't want to understand that maybe this is going to suit me for something that's coming in the future. This is going to build my character. This is going to push me to be something that God is preparing me to be. Mm. And it's like we just need to sit in that. And that alone is worship, Mm. is surrender. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So going back to your question, um, I agree with Annalie. You you know, what you live through is is going to affect your worship. But honestly, the end game is we exalt thee. You know, Mm. we worship him. Mm. So we have to die to ourselves. So if there's like, for example, if you have father, you know, the example you put, if you have father wounds, those are things you have to heal to be able to get to a pure worship. Because at the end, it's not like you were saying, it's not about what I can receive. It's not what I can get. And um, I love Stephanie Gretzinger. I love her. Like she went on uh, a couple of months ago regarding on how sometimes we'll sing worship. And it's like what I can get, what I can receive. Mm -hmm. When it's honestly, it's always been and it will always be about him. I exalt thee. So going back to Revelation, it's holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Mm -hmm. You are worthy. So it's like the end game is to worship and praise him. So it's like, yes, see, there are songs out there that are good reminders of like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I just want you, um, you know, songs that it's just like, okay, you know, remind myself why I am here. But the end game, the main reason, and I think why we like we get together on a Sunday, it's to worship that name, to lift his name up. Mm-hmm. Um, so our perspective can play into worship, mm-hmm. but it's not until we die to ourselves, yeah. to who we are, the little things that will allow us to get, yeah, that will allow us to get to pure worship. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm like, I think we're all striving to do up to this day, you know, just, you know, dying to ourselves. I think it's in Matthew 16, you know, where it's like, die to yourself and carry your own, like, decide to carry your cross. I can't mm-hmm. quote scripture, but. <laughs> Girl, no. Holy Spirit speaks. Yeah, yeah. but it, um, where it's like, you have to die to yourself and decide every day to pick up the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, today I will die to myself. I, you know, let's say, I don't know, you know, instead of being self-centered, what's one thing you can do to be love self-centered mm-hmm. and just, you know, point towards him. Yeah. So it's just that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Praising the Lord. It's not, it's just exactly what you said. It's not, Oh God, I want to feel this way. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, yes, we all want to feel him, but the purpose of worship isn't to just feel yeah. him. It's yeah. to give him honor, to mm-hmm. give him praise for everything because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have homes. We wouldn't have, um, earth we wouldn't yeah. have light we wouldn't have anything in this world if it wasn't for our amazing creator so it's just giving him that honor that thankfulness i can't remember if it was with you or if it was with you where we had a i think it was with you where you told me how like we were listening to all these worship songs and you're just like you know like all these worship songs are so amazing uh, but they all they all like a lot of them right not all of them yeah but a lot of them ask God for something, and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, right? Yeah. But 
it's it's good when you hear songs that just say thank you God mm-hmm. and just you are amazing or just yeah. say Adonai, yeah. Emmanuel, El Shaddai, yeah, Jai, like, Elohim, yeah, yeah like Elohim. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I don't. We're gonna get into that topic a little bit later, <laughs> uh, like because I know exactly yeah. where we're going and I definitely want to touch that. But I want to <laughs> touch on two things that you guys said that brought two verses, which is what prompted this question and then another one that I thought about. Um, is therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, Mm -hmm. holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And what you said, Mm -hmm. it's like it's sacrifice, but what happened first in view of God's mercies. And it's like the perspective is my perspective, like in view of your mercies, Lord, am I offering a sacrifice to you or am I just coming to please my, my flesh? Um, this book, I didn't finish it. What, <laughs> nothing new, guys, but I got to keep consistent. <laughs> um, it's called Authentic Worship, and you have a book, too, so I'm excited because we, we all read these books. I know. I need to read that book. I <laughs> haven't read it before, but I'm going to get it. I'm yeah, going to read it. I love A.W. Tozer. He can be a little bit, um, I say extreme, but I mean it in the way that it's really, it's hard to hear, like, hard stuff. It's like when we hear... Francis Chan, or they just say very matter-of-factly, like, if this is what we're called to, then, like, let's live it, right? Mm. And he talks about Abel and Cain worship. And I said, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I said, ooh, wait a second. <laughs> he goes, what, he goes, what, what most of the church is living in today is uh, Cain worship, mm. where it's not, ne- it doesn't necessarily cost me anything. Yeah. And it still pleases mm-hmm. me, and it's not necessarily pleasing to God. Yep. But what Abel offered, like it cost him something. There was a shedding of blood. You know, it was his first. It was his best that he gave to God. And what Cain worship is, it's like what we have left over. And in some part, we're gratifying ourselves as well. And um, what she said, emotions, and then I don't know if you were thinking the same thing, but my mind went there. It's like, it can't just be this emotion. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It can't just be this emotion-filled thing. Um, It can't just be... Uh, um, uh, I was going to say this word, but it might be inappropriate. I was like, I, I'm bilingual, guys, so sometimes it doesn't translate <laughs> to me, Spanish and English. But anyways, um, sometimes we don't have to, like, throw ourselves on the floor and, like, run around the thing. And But it also doesn't have to be so tieso. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, because you go into some churches and, God forbid, you <coughs> lift a hand or you clap. Mm. you know yep. or mm-hmm. you go to like the super heavy you know mainly pentecostals or something and they're running up and down the thing and throwing themselves and there's a snake or something like that and they're <laughs> pushing you down <laughs> right like there's extremes yeah. right mm-hmm. but i do want to be mindful on that like it doesn't always have to be like emotions are good mm-hmm. right like there's yeah a reason. they are needed to worship yeah but we can't rely on it can't be our relationship can't be based on that yeah and i was gonna ask you like how how can we avoid becoming legalistic in our approach to worship and again speaking (coughs) specifically to when you are in the sanctuary and leading worship you Mm -hmm. know songs right but also even in our life so how do we avoid becoming like legalistic about it but still maintaining like true worship without going to the extreme of emotions and legalism? Yeah, that's a very good question. So when I think of emotions, um, I'm like, yes, come to the Father when you are upset. You know, if something's going good, rejoice, you know. Mm. But I find it more on the emotions when you don't feel like worshiping. Mm. Um, At least that has been more of my struggle um, in my walk. It's like, okay, I really don't want to get up. 
um, maybe something happened. I'm upset. You know, something's bothering me. And it's just like, no, I don't want to worship right now. Mm. I don't want to give you the praise. I am upset. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to, you know, go into your presence like that. Like, I'm not this moment. And it's like, well, I'm not asking you. Mm. I want you. Mm. And it's just like, you are right. I am being selfish. And I just like, I can't rely on my emotions. You are feeling upset. That's fine. But you're still going to come into my presence. You're still going to worship me. And it's just like, okay. And even as you're worshiping, it's like, it all goes away. It's like, I was upset over nothing, Mm -hmm. over something that I can lay on, like lay at his feet. Mm. And it's, you know, it's taken care of. Yeah. Um, at least that's when my emotions, that's what I feel like when, when we talk about emotions, that's what I think of. Um, but it's just honestly remembering that it's not about you. At least that's how I feel. It's not about you. Mm. Like, yes, you do need your emotions. Like if you're upset, you can come to the Lord. If you're happy, you can come to the Lord. Mm -hmm. If you're sad, you can come to the Lord. But at the end of the day, it's not about you. Mm. It's never been about you. Mm. And so it's just like, yeah. So it's just like, okay, you know, um, when it comes to leading worship, it does seem to be a little different. Um, I do have to, I'm still able to reflect what I'm feeling, but it's just like, I also have to think of how I can minister to the congregation. You know, are they all on the same boat with me? Are we going to go the same way? Um, cause I could be, and even then <laughs> I was just listening to, um, um, a podcast where it's just like, if someone were to act differently in the room, that could be that th- that person came with the anointings with the oil and it just takes that one person for Jesus to still, or for the Lord to still reveal himself. Mm-hmm. Like the whole room could be, you know, empty with their oil, but that person came ready. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't stop Jesus from, or God from manifesting himself to his people. So it's just like, I, let's say I am worshiping and I could react differently than the rest of the congregation. And it could just be that at that moment, the Lord is calling me. Amen. So it, it is a little it's iffy. You. Yeah. And it, it is a little iffy, you know, back going back to your question um but i think just a constant reminder it's not about you Mm. despite where you're feeling despite your emotion come to the lord now that doesn't mean you you know you're gonna cause chaos in the church you know in the middle of a service but um yeah, I think that, that that would be my answer. I think, beautiful. I think for me, I'm just like, I want to keep listening. I think for me, it's kind of like kind of the same thing. But for me, when I speak about like myself emotionally and leading worship, I think for me, and I've been honest about this, sometimes I get very, not sometimes, all the time, I get very anxious before leading worship because I just... I want to do good for God, but I also get really much in my head where I'm like, I don't want to mess up because then it's going to distract the people, you know, Yeah. I don't. And, and all those nerves, you're just like, oh my God, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but you're on stage and you're like, how does the melody even start? I forgot. What are the lyrics? Oh my God. My, and it's because I'm getting so in my head and it's not about me. It's all about God. And so it's that constant reminder. Sounds like a song. (laughs) Yeah, like I'll also be on the platform on stage and I'll just look and I'm like, guys, I don't know why I got really nervous real quick. And it's like seconds before I have to oh. leave the song and I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, that's li- I've literally been in those same shoes. And 
I remember the very first time that I sang at Casa de Fe, I literally had to sit down and do like breathing exercises because I was having like a full on anxiety attack. Oh no, I God. swear I could like I was like and like people were like coming next to me trying. I'm like, OK, yeah, <laughs> like I'm trying to calm every nerve down. But it's the same thing as with you. It's like it's not about me. It's about God. And the songs that have been chosen, the songs that are on the list, we've had all this time to meditate, to pray over, to sing. And it's like when you sing worship, it's it's the same as when you read scripture. There's always something that you can receive from that song mm -hmm. and from scripture, no matter how many times you sing it. Mm -hmm. And although it may touch me or it may speak to me in some ways, I truly believe that. God can use that to bless someone else. Yeah. And sometimes it is maybe just edifying yourself. God takes that moment to edify you. Mm. And and sometimes it is him speaking through us mm. to speak to others. But I do think it's important to pray for God's discernment because yeah. if we're just up there thinking, I need to say this because it's going to touch someone. Like I need to say this because it's going to... It's not about that. Mm -hmm. mm. And it's just like you say, once that song starts, God just takes over yeah and it's like this overwhelming peace because at that point i'm not singing these lyrics to make you feel anything i'm not trying to say any like scriptural words like that make me sound so eloquent Knowledge to, to convince that. you yeah. no because god doesn't need any convincing i'm just worshiping god and in that true worship i know that he will take over yeah. and sometimes girl I, you know, like I said, we meditate over the songs. Mm -hmm. We know like, wow, God, like this really spoke to me in this way. I'm going to share this. But then God tells you to do something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same with preaching. It's the same how sometimes we become prepared for these podcasts. But God ends up directing it a different way because mm -hmm. he is the orchestrator. He is the one that leads us. And once we pray for that discernment and once we let go of it, like, of me trying to be this perfect person. If I, if, if you hear like a scratch in my throat or I'm off a note, Hey, guess what? God is still up there with the angels yeah, praising, amen. like ha ha happy, like rejoicing because we're praising him right. down here, you know? Yeah. And it's just, that's what it is. Just like you said, it's not self-seeking. Like we said in the beginning of, of the, this episode, it's all about God. Yeah. And I think it's a way, because I, I, up to this day, I tell you, I still get nervous. <laughs> I've been singing since I was eight, and I still get nervous. And it's just like, I think it's in a way humbling, like, Haley, I'm reminding you, you're not in control. Mm -hmm. Just sing, and I will take over. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I've had people come, and they're like, you sing? And it's like, you just go to another world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you take me with you, and I want to go with you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, um, that's all the Lord. I have nothing so to do. Take it's me into so your secret place. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oh, but I think it's a way to still humble us and remind us like, hey, you think you got this, but it's just like, let me help you. Like, I'm with you. Let me let me take over. I'm At least that's the way I you. see it, you know, and it's I, I think the times mm -hmm. I do get nervous, it's just like I don't want for Jesse to be singing. Like, I want the Lord to use me, but it's like, I don't want the words that come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want your anointance with me. And it's almost like I'm afraid of messing up. Yes. You know, it's just like, I, I don't want to mess this up. Like, Lord, please be with me. Like, if it's not me, then, you know, I don't <sighs> want it, yeah. you know. There's but it, I want mm -hmm. your anointance over this to be able to bless your people. Mm. Um, and I think that's where sometimes I feel unequipped. Mm. And it's just mm -hmm. like, mm. Lord, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And it's just like, and hey, 
And that's just the thing. Good news. And that's just the thing right there. But I can. We were never equipped. God has always been the one that does everything. Mm -hmm. And once we remove that expectation on on our abilities, Mm because it has nothing to do with our abilities. I mean, God gives the gift. You know, he uses the gift. But it's all him in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm like... Amen. Hey, I've really been praying quick to listen, slow to speak. And I I just feel like that's what God's been. So I love listening to you guys. And I, wow, sorry, that was very good. Um, you said something where you said it's not about me. And, um, and sorry, it's because I like, I have questions that pop into my head, even though I have other questions here. <laughs> but it's not about me. But in, in Isaiah, right, it was, he had an awareness his first thing was confession, right? He was in, he saw the angel saying, holy, holy, holy. And all he could do, and Jackie talks about it in her book, mm-hmm. he was so like, she goes, uh, being in God's presence can't help but bring us into an awareness of our own heart. And I feel like it's <coughs> this awareness of, like you said, it's that it's not about me, mm-hmm. but it's an awareness of me first of being like, Lord, before you, like, in the best way, I am nothing. Yeah. Right. In the in the in the best way, I am, I am nothing. And it says you guys talk about um, how when you're ministering to people and you're and you're worshiping and you're leading the congregation and um, and John four nineteen twenty four where he approached. Are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit? You're so good, God. Um, it. I was I was gonna bring up a story, but I'll bring that up later. <laughs> Anyways, um, he goes. She goes, sir. Um, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors, our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when we will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in the truth. And so it's beautiful how you said that you're like, it's not about me, you know, and and to worship from a place of spirit and truth, to worship from a place of like that our true and proper worship is offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. You're like, wow, like it's all of these things just pointing back to like, and then roping Job into the mix, like, it really is just not about me. It Mm -hmm. is just about me getting to be, like, um, you getting to use me and Mm -hmm. me getting to be able to see how you manifest, like, your glory while we're here on this Mm -hmm. earth and I get to wake up every day because you're not done, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, what worship is... (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we have been talking about music a lot, but you guys have just obviously spoken so intentionally about it that it is worship is not just music Mm -hmm. but you guys do have such a big responsibility and that's why we started this bible thing yeah right yes um i spoke to annalee because um i was watching a podcast and the girl says um gia told me the same thing what uh, go on i think you're going in the same place um about the the tara lee girl and she was basically saying how one of the guys that she was worship or a worship leader that she was talking to, someone approached him and they were like, Hey, like, have you read the whole Bible? And the worship leader was like, no, like I haven't read it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, well, like, 
you realize that you have more of a responsibility than I do as a pastor because people's hearts are being open like and what you speak to them in that moment like you need to know what you're talking about mm-hmm. and he was like so you need to read the word yeah and basically just encouraged him like if you're not in your word like what are you speaking from yeah and like <laughs> and I was like and you know I'm not I'm not a worship leader but I was like the the responsibility that you mm-hmm. guys have like I'm just like wow like mm-hmm. does it ever feel like pressure <laughs> I is, feel pressure. No, it is. And I'm not going to lie because Gio told, told I, I can't remember if it was the day, shout out, Off the Altar podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gio, um, I can't remember if it was when he was here, but anyways, that doesn't matter. But we were talking about, you know, pastor, being a pastor and then being a worship leader. And he was like, honestly, I think being a worship leader is much more important. And he said the same thing. He's like, because that's when people let their guard down Mm -hmm. and they're willing to receive more. Whereas to when you're preaching, (coughs) people are like, all right, let's see where they're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. Let's see where, you know, like music does have that ability to move people and to touch people. And so that helps people's guard kind of go down a bit. And so, um, yeah, it just like, I mean, it's it's like I was telling you, like I've read stories in the Bible, you know, and I'll go back to my favorite book, Psalms, and I'll go back to Proverbs, I love me some Proverbs, and I'll go back to like the same stories that I've read. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll touch base on the stories that we've told um told the youth, you know, on the things that we've gone over in even like, you know, camps yeah. and all this, because we share the word so much. Mm. But to read from front to back to its entirety, I know that there's stories that I might remember a little bit like bits and pieces, but I don't know it like fully. Yeah. Yeah. And that's more like, yeah, like, yeah. like there's so much that you're missing out. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you don't have perspective on mm-hmm. <laughs> perspective mm-hmm. because you're picking and choosing where you want to go. That's, that was hard too for me to realize that. Yeah. And, I think and it's, you want to know what it is? What? Com- comfortable. Being comfortable. Mm, God yeah. doesn't want us to be comfortable. The moment you feel comfortable, you need to get out of that. Yeah. yeah. Because then there, you leave no room for growth. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Also, I am that friend that forgets to reply. They wanted me to join in their. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as soon as I said it, I was like, I hope Jess understands my humor. I was no, like, I I texted them and I'm like, all right, all right. No, but that's, I, and again, it's not, oh, that's, that's how I want, it's not in like a guilting thing. Like we're not saying guys, like, you know. No, no, no. By all means, everyone like that, just because you haven't read the Bible front to back does not make you a bad believer. No, No, not at all. It's just, it was literally something that was speaking a lot to me. And when you brought it up. Yeah. That was just like confirmation for me. And I was just like, no, I'm hopping on this. Like this, like I feel like God was using you to confirm that for me. Yeah, I was leaning way too much on my own understanding. Mm -hmm. I was leaning way too much on my knowledge. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and every time we came to this podcast, it was just such, again, it is a responsibility for sure. But I really want to just trust and be like, God, like you will bring to mind what you need us to say. Like, and and the spirit speak like the spirit speaks through us and if i'm just aware of him and less of me then i'm like okay it is what it is god you got it it is what it is (laughs) um i don't remember where i heard it but i did hear once that music is the only thing that doesn't ask permission 
So music is the only thing that you could be walking and it'll just like get in. And it's like, it doesn't ask permission. Like if you want to watch something, it's like you still hesitate. It's like, do I want to turn on Netflix? Do I not? You know? So it's like, but music, it just gets in. So it's just like, that's why when you said like the whole vulnerable thing, it's like, yeah, you know, cause it's just like, it just goes in. And if the Holy Spirit, you know, was, is moving and doing his thing, then it's just like, okay, you know, they let down their guard and, and I, I agree. It is a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, especially if you, you just got to be careful because if as worship leaders, since we mm-hmm. know sometimes what some people are going through, it's like, okay, I know this person needs to hear this. But it's like, is that what the Lord wants me to share uh-huh. with the congregation? Or is that more of a one on one type of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, That's where the wisdom and the spirit of discernment yeah, comes Discernment in. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a lot of responsibility and r- constantly, constantly having to humble yourself down. Because yeah. you're at a spotlight so people can see you. And that's actually the book I'm reading. <laughs> Tell us, girl. I want to hear so something. I am reading um, for this podcast. I read the book, The Reset by Jeremy Riddle. And he go, he talks about like coming back to an honest, pure heart of worship. Um, and so it's, it <laughs> talks a lot about um, celebrities and how some people, you know, their head got too big. And it's just like they thought it was them. Mm. And it's just like, they no, you know, something. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no, um, it's it like going back. It's never been about you. And the moment you think it, it is about you, you know, the Lord can remove his hand. Yep. And I think that's something he that not a lot of people, away. yeah, that not a lot of people's like, no, the Lord's with you. He, you know, he goes before you. And it's true. But it's like, if you're apart from him, he can remove his hand. Mm-hmm. I'm like in that one page between the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think four, 400? Something like that. 400, yeah. 4,000? Four, yeah. I know it's a four something. Yeah, I, but <laughs> that one page, you know, God was not speaking to his people. God was not yeah. there. It's like still people believed in him. But it's like he speaking, him speaking to his people. Yeah, he wasn't absent, but he yeah. just wasn't, yeah. wasn't speaking. And so it's just like the Lord can remove his hand, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that's the responsibility of like responsibility of like, you are a worship leader. I'm putting you in this position to lead my people. Yeah. Mm. But it's not about you. So it's like it's really easy. And I'm speaking from experience, where it's just like it can feel like, oh, you know, the Lord showed up because I was here. And it was just like, no, it's like, no, it was never about you. And going back to the whole oil and, you know, at that moment, he just removes himself. But it's like if one person comes with their lamp and the Lord reveals himself, it's just like, honestly, I could have came empty. But the Lord is still going to do his thing because he's still good. Even oh. e- but even it, even the people that come empty, mm. you know, the word says, Lord, where can I escape from your pre- presence? Yeah. For even if I make my bed in the depths, mm. you are there. Yeah. So even even if someone were to come empty or would be down in the dumps, mm. God's spirit is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just so good. You know that you like you said, if they're empty, they can still come. But it's like, imagine if all of us came with our oil. Amen. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oof. And I think that's Oof. what happens. Like, that's when revival happens. I'm studying. So uh, I go to, you know, seminary yeah. school. And I am, um, one thing we are studying is about, like, urban ministries. And it's just like, imagine if everyone came. Like, everyone wants a revival. Everyone talks about a revival. Yes, Lord, send a revival. But honestly, oh, it, starts, it, it starts starts with, with you, you. Yep. coming in <laughs> full you know, of him. Mm. And just as the whole congregation comes together, that's why I'm just like, imagine if everyone came prepared, if everyone was so overwhelmed with his spirit, you know, knowing Mm. him, 
it would oh. be a whole different thing. And like in Asbury, Asbury, yeah. um, where that whole revival went on, yeah. ooh, mo- like you know, oh that was God. crazy. I, I honestly, I have a friend named Julia who went, oh. and she was just like the presence was so sweet. I bet you oh. they all felt like they were floating. You know and that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You I'm know what it feels like? It feels <laughs> like the woman was like, let me just touch it. Yes, yeah. manto. And it's just like everyone wanted a taste because it was so pure. You know, there was no agenda. There was no one leading. It's not like, oh, this person is going to be like there. there is I nobody need to show center. up. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know what? We are just singing praise. We are here coming with open hearts. Yeah. Wanting to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh. That's, that's and beautiful. as a worship leader, that's what we constantly, constantly have to put ourselves through. To be able to even lead people there. Mm. It's like, w- and I remember listening. Stephanie actually said this. Um what you do in private will reflect in Oof. in public. So it's just <laughs> like good. if you, and I, when she said that, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> so right. Because it's like if you, you know, you, um, I think in Matthew it says where like the, el Padre Nuestro, you know, when you go, go pray, mm-hmm. you know, to your father in silence, close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that is so true because it's only this. Now, your fruits, we'll talk about the real. Oof. So it's just like, wow, Come on, you know. Man. If I am s- like connected with him, yep. everything that I do, everything I say will reflect who he is mm. and it will bring him back. And it's like, I think that going, like it just separates us from the rest of the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this person has something that is unexplainable. You know, they're shining bright. They look like they're always glowing. And it's yeah. just like, it's Jesus, baby. That's <laughs> Jesus, baby. That's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. We have a good, you have a good energy. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's the Holy <laughs> Spirit. El Espíritu Santo. I did want to say one thing from when you were talking about how, like, we, you know, we both were saying how music makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. If even in movies they put music to make you feel scared, yeah. to make you feel worried, to make you feel sad, to make you feel happy, like that yeah. alone goes to show how important music is. Yeah, and we that's going back. We do need our emotions to worship. Mm-hmm. Um cuz <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we get a little Yeah, sometimes we do need our emotions to <laughs> give us that push. But it's like like we you said we can't rely yeah, we can't just rely on that. Amen. Right. Um Amen. so I I know pastor talks about this Well, my pastor. Shout out pastor Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but he does talk <laughs> <laughs> he does talk about how like we do need emotions yet let's not get carried away yeah yes. you know yes um because then it could be chaotic and just messy yeah and then god is a god of order yeah mm-hmm. i love that you said that it brings up because god questions shut up got questions <laughs> um it's from an article it says what does it mean to worship in spirit and truth and then one of the little you know <clears throat> loops it's true worship must be in spirit that is engaging the whole heart unless there's a real passion for god there's no worship in spirit at the same time, worship must be in truth. That is, properly informed. Unless we have knowledge of the God we we worship, there is no worship in truth. Both are necessary for God-honoring worship. Spirit without truth leads to a shallow, overly emotional experience that could be compared to a high. Mm. As soon as the emotion is over, when the yeah. fervor cools, the worship ends. Truth without spirit can result in a dry, passionless encounter, that yeah. can easily lead to a form of joyless legalism. The best combination of both aspects of worship results in joyous appreciation of God informed by scripture. Amen. Agreed. And spirit agree. and truth. <laughs> Agreed. And spirit and truth. But yeah, it's like you said, it's like, let's not get 
ni pa ya ni pa ka, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not get so extreme and like going to worship songs, right? <laughs> um, I I love Elevation Worship. I love Maverick City. I love Hillsong. I love um, some Bethel music, Surrounded by Holy. I just showed you that one. I and sometimes like like I told you, I I remember. I'm like, okay, I'm asking God for something, right? Mm-hmm. Why are the, all these worship songs me asking God for something, me asking for provision in this? And then I think about this sometimes. I was thinking about it this week. I said, sometimes I need to remind myself, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes Hillsong has this one, it's called Remembrance. Mm-hmm. And it's just about remembering, like, the sacrifice that he made, like, you know, the bread, like, the, the his blood shed on the mm-hmm. cross, like, I'm like, God, sometimes these these songs help us remember. And that's yeah. okay. I don't need to mm-hmm. say a line of scripture yes. in every song. You know what I'm saying? And so it's knowing knowing that balance of like, how do you know when you're kind of are you mindful of what you what are, do you get to choose a song? I guess that's the question. <laughs> Both of you, like, oh, are yeah. you mindful of like what song you choose because it could lean oh. one way or another for worship? Yeah, for worship. So, like, I know you told me you get to submit. Like, yeah, we get to we get to choose our songs. I mean, we have like a whole repertorio. Yeah. Oh, how do you say that in English? Like repertoire. Uh-uh. I'm thinking of like repertoire? a list of songs. It's just like a list of songs that we have played before that okay. we can go on off of, but we've added those songs. Like we'll say, "Hey, you guys, this song really spoke to me. Can we add it to the list?" Yeah. And then we add it to the list. Mm-hmm. You and what, know? Is and it, so what do you have to look for? What is it like, okay, this califica or something like that? Or it's not like, it's not that deep. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is I'm, that deep. It right? is that deep. But, but. I'm <laughs> No, no, no. But as long as it's like worshiping the Lord and giving him honor and giving him praise. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying, what are the what are those factors? Like, how do you discern, okay, it has this and this song has this? Or is it just like, no, like this spoke to us. It really is just that simple mm-hmm. saying this is yeah. going to speak to someone. Um, well, I don't know if you, um, but just to see if this helps out. I know for us, um, we'll submit songs. And first of all, we look if it's, I guess, theological sound. Like, is this, yes. you know, it's true to scripture, you know? Um, second, you know, we really, really focus. We read. I, shout out to Gio. He likes to read, read the song. Not so much sing it, but he'll, like, take his time and he'll, like, read the lyrics and it's just like okay does it make sense you know does it go according to scripture you know and if we're like okay is this gonna bless the church yeah you know because we can sing songs that are not so much for a corporate um worship and it can be more of intimacy um there's a song um solo déjame mirarte cara a cara and that is more of like a personal worship. That is more like what I would sing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let me see you face to face. You know, if I even get a chance uh, to be in heaven, you know, even if it's a tiny space, you know, that's more of like a personal worship. And I think when we do come into a congregational, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more of lifting his name because you should be worshiping throughout the week mm-hmm. to be able to have something to offer on Sunday. Yeah not to join your brothers on Sunday and be like, look, God has been so good to me throughout the week, you know, as you know, and just, we come together and lift that name. We worship that name. We praise that name versus like when, throughout the week, you should be constantly daily in your word, singing songs of praise and worship. So that way, when you come on Sunday, you're not empty and you're not expecting only on the worship leaders to fill you up yeah. with the songs that you think you need. 
Um, but there, for us, it's more like theological. Um, does it line up with scripture? And is this going to bless our church? You know, based on the yeah. seasons we're going through, you know, knowing some things that people are going through, if it's like multiple people are going through it, that too. Um, but I know those are little, little things that um, we'll look and be like, okay. Now, if it's a song of praise, yeah, add it on there, no. you know. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah as long sometimes as sometimes you can get too caught up in the, like, overanalyzing it, do you think that can be, I guess, a, neg- a negative effect of that? Like, mm-hmm. it, the approach might <coughs> be like, okay, yeah, let's see. But sometimes we get, like, too overly analytical about it. Do you think that could happen? Or Yeah, I think if we go too much to an extreme, yes. But I also believe we are living in a time, like you said, where worship is not as pure as it used to be. Mm. So it's like there are people and records and bands that are constantly just coming up with songs. Mm. And it's like, um, I don't remember what it says, but it, sing a new praise. Mm. And I'll listen to most of these songs. And it's not the, to throw shade, but it's like most of them sound really the same to me. Mm. And it's like, and I get it. We can't really find more words to, you know, exalt him. Yeah. But it's just like, if I were to, to feel, or like if the Lord's revealing to me something new, it's, it's not, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like most, some things are just too repetitive. Um, but I do think we can sometimes go too much to the extreme and be like, oh, this is not a good song. <laughs> but it's just like... Not a good song. <laughs> I will say, it's not that we add it in our group. We do have to send it to the worship leader. Mm. So I'll send the song to the worship yeah. leader. They'll listen to it and then mm. they'll, they'll add yeah. it if it's... If it's yeah. You know, so much on choosing. I'm like, I don't choose the songs on Sunday. So I'm just like, hey, oh, you're singing no, yeah. this song. And I'm like, all right, Jesus, it's me and you. We're going to leave the no, song. No. But <laughs> we do. So every month, and I guess that's where I was going with that too. Every every month, like we'll do the list for every two months. So then we send the worship leader from the repertorio, like what songs we want to sing. Mm. So we get, we do eight, like four fast ones and four worship ones, mm. like slower ones. They're all worship, but you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but so Uvilo is the word. It's only more, but yeah, it's only more. But we do like we do get to select it, which I'm kind of glad we get to select it because you know, <laughs> <I> <laughs> there's know some songs that I'm kind of like, oh, that's not one I'm gonna lead, <laughs> right. you know. But no, yeah, we'll send it to the worship leader, and then after they listen to it, then we'll later on see if it's on our list. So I was excited because I added a new one to my list and. It was approved. So Hermoso Momento? My, yes. Yeah. Oh, such a good Dude. song. That song is so good. <laughs> well, guys, um, unfortunately, um, it's been an hour and two minutes. Shut and I, up. bro, I'm literally telling you, I don't feel this. I don't I feel don't this. Feel, I feel like we were just sitting here for like I, 25 I minutes. I know. And I was like, that's what I'm always saying. I was like, but um, I'm going to wrap it up for the sake of time. Este, but I do want to bring up one song by Maverick City that I really like. Yo, it's called Refiner. It's uh, and this is the this is the part that reminded me of this because I'm like, God, like, it says, if the altars where you meet us, take me there, take me there. What you if you what you need is just an offering. It's right here. My life is here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be consumed. I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Lord, here's my, my life. life. And I'm just like, yo, God, like, it's so crazy because it's like it really is just, it's broken down so simple. It's just sacrifice. Mm. It's like this repentant heart. It's like coming down to like, it's not about me, yeah. right? And so it's all about you guys. I feel like Jess and Annalie just said so many good <laughs> things that I'm going to have to listen to this again. But guys, 
we're gonna have Jess on again for something else. Yeah. <laughs> I was you, like, girl. literally. I have no idea. She oozes like oh, just this beautiful, like <laughs> woman of God. She just oozes this peace, this joy. Like it's so great having you here and just always having you around, like yeah. in general, not just on here in the camera. <laughs> like you are so amazing. You're an amazing friend. You're an amazing worship leader. Thank you so much for coming on I and i love we you. get to be around you oh my goodness oh my goodness it's just <laughs> it's just uh but yeah guys thank you so much um this has been great again i feel like <laughs> like i feel like i didn't even get through half of it of what i wanted to say um i do want to leave with the bible verse though ecclesiastes 3 11 he has made everything beautiful in its time he has also set eternity in the human heart yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Mm. So, like, he set eternity in our heart. And, guys, like, just, like, just respond. If there's one thing I've learned this week with everything that's been going on, like, I really just think it's our response. Like, mm-hmm. like just think about it like that. Like, I'm like, God, I'm just responding to, like, who you are and, like, how I, like you said, what I do in private mm. is going to come out. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much. We love you. This will be coming out next week, which I'm excited about. Um, we will see you next time. On the next episode, which is in a couple Oh, wait. Minutes. Jess is going to pray us out. Yes. Okay. It's Jess. <laughs> it's okay. Jess. Do you ever, like, feel like when you are about to pray that you have to, like, sit up straight and, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At least I do. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Let's pray. <laughs> oh, dear Heavenly Father... God, we just, we love being in your presence. God, we are just so grateful for this opportunity that you've made it so easy for us to be able to come and just talk about you and to spread your gospel. Thank you, Lord, because we live in a country where we are not persecuted and we don't have to drive 10 hours to be able to hear your word or just even to, to join people and give you praise. God, we are just so grateful. Thank you, God, for for Annalie and for Yesenia and for allowing them to do this podcast. And Lord, I just pray that as we go throughout our week, throughout our day, Lord, may we just slow down to be in your presence. Mm. May we just slow down to get to know you. God, we love you. And it's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen. 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 It's like, you know how we, those prayers that just leave you really peaceful. I know. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Now let's just put a worship song on. So we can. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Love Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Bye.